Hello, I'm Michael. I'm Radek. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books to read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nogby. Or whatever else comes to mind. And today we'll talk about the topic of podcasting in the written form. <laughs> 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 Meaning uh, blogging. <laughs> you know, who knows? Maybe in the future, when podcasting uh, really blows up, it's going to be like this. It's like you know, kids these days. You know, blogs are like tweets but longer. Yeah. Um. Exactly. So, um. Uh, the 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 main question I think you asked uh, me uh, was because you have a blog and I have a personal blog as well, and you asked me um whether you should be blogging more because when have you written your last blog post like like three three years ago or when was it i think it's going to be close to exactly two years ago i think august 2016 let me check yes that is correct published july 28th 2016 last updated august the 3rd 2016 yeah so uh as, as you can see your blog is very um, up to date <laughs> and um, and the question remains so should you be blogging more uh, tell me why you haven't blogged at all for the last two years truth be told I kind of didn't feel like doing the work part of the reason is also that I didn't have many topics I did have some topics but uh, there wasn't a lot of them, and then the longer I procrastinated on one of them, the the more it would become outdated to the point where ah, I didn't care about it anymore, or it just was no longer um, uh, sort of interesting in the community. Like like some of the ideas were more or less uh, timeless. Some of them have timed out, but really most of it is that. I could never find the time. And of course, when someone's saying couldn't find the time, this is always relative. I mean, you, you never find time. You make time. Uh, I never did. Uh, and whenever I, I tried to schedule for myself that, okay, uh, I'll try to do this after work or before work or Saturday morning or Sunday morning, I just would not. I would sometimes try and quickly give up or I wouldn't even attempt I wouldn't feel like it I would choose some, something else to do uh, one time this year actually I wrote a draft of a blog post and a few people liked it and then when I were to do the work to actually finish it I kind of lost interest so my, my problem is that Man, there's there's a conflict uh, in me that there's a ton of things I would like to do. I, I like creating and there's m there's a lot of things I want to create and many avenues in which I want to create, but I know I can't do all of it. I don't want to, uh, I don't th or maybe I think I want to, but when push comes to shove, I I just give up. It, it's too much for me. I, I, I can't work all day long and I just don't feel like it anymore. Yeah. I also think that the other, th what I also observed in my case is the fact that um, 
I am um, uh, like it's easier for us to do the podcast because we can just say things because written word is difficult. Word, written word is yeah. hard because because you know when you want want to publish a blog post, even a short one, you still have to like triple read it, triple edit it. It's 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 still work. Um, I like on my blog, uh, my personal blog at Slewinski.com, I've made it so simple for me to publish stuff. But even though I've made it so simple to publish, there are still like things that I have to do pre-published, really read it, really make sure that it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's, um, it's worth it. And, and, um, and with the podcast, we do prepare, but this casual conversation is just, it's not so much work. It's, it, it, and it doesn't feel like work and it we enjoy exactly. it. Yeah. For me, writing feels like work. Mm-hmm. And I work plenty, so... And podcasting doesn't really feel like work. I mean, it has aspects of work, sure, but mostly it's just a conversation. I prepare very little, and when I do prepare, it's because I have some idea so annoyingly tickling me in the brain that I just have to write up what I think about it so that I don't lose the idea. Then doing the talking is just, well, we're just conversing. And then the publishing process is very easy because I've delegated 95% of it to our awesome editor. And so I just essentially write a couple of words, hit publish and tweet, and that's it. So it's not a lot of work. And so, first of all, um, I already have a medium an avenue for me to share. And I, I do have quite a strong urge sometimes to, to share, to, to, to speak what I think. Um, and I, I like to share, I like to feel like I'm part of a community professionally. But uh, so I, I guess because of that, I don't feel as much motivation to, to write because I already kind of have that. But on the other hand, like I, I do want to explain why why the question pops up? Because like 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 here it, it seems obvious. Like okay, like if you don't feel like blogging, then just don't blog, right? And if yeah. you if if you believe you already have an avenue, uh, if you really feel like you have your own soapbox, then you don't need to. But and sometimes I, I feel like I'm I'm I'm, I'm missing out um, in with with the writing. Like there there's something writing for me is is a little like running. I don't run too much these days because most of the time uh, it doesn't make me feel that great. It's it's really it's really tough. Uh, even if I do it, it's like oh, I'm okay. But like every now and then, I go f- on a good long fast run, and I feel freaking amazing. And it, it's the same with uh, with writing. Most of the time, it feels like a chore, but sometimes when I have a good write. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, it 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 feels amazing. Like there there's something deeply satisfying intellectually about it, and I think I'm reaching a different audience. So many of my blogging ideas have to do with uh, programming, and we don't talk about that on the podcast. Uh, and it's really quite difficult to do in a different form than uh, yes uh, in in text. <laughs> Uh, or with text at least, because you can do it a presentation, but not really a an audio podcast. And I feel like with with my blogging in the past, I would reach different people. I also feel like blogging is timeless. Like 
I like to create. I have a very strong, strong urge to create. And I like creating things that are nice. And I like creating things that last, that are not just something I whipped out, but it's something that I can look back to it two years from now and think, man, that was good. That was, that was good. And when we podcast, like we, our form is more timeless than most podcasts because we try to speak on a topic and yeah. one topic and don't do news. There's some things, things that are news related, but not very much. And we organize it in a table of contents. But still, not that many people uh, listen, only the uh, small privileged group. And mm-hmm. very few people listen to the back catalog. Some people do, but not a lot. And when you when you have a blog post, it's it's so shareable, it's so linkable on Twitter through uh, between different blogs. On you know you can put it on Hacker News or Product Hunt or well not pro- maybe not Product Hunt, but but you know, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's it's just there's something about the form of of a blog post that's very. Um, that's very useful, very enticing. Like you, you, you do have this sense of contributing to a conversation uh, and being part of a community when you uh, publish something about something, and you, you don't want to just like push out. Here's what I think, but like here's what I think, and and like like you you want to inspire uh, conversation about it so that people respond, people react to it, people share it further, and it's much easier to do it with a blog post than with a podcast. So aside from programming topics, I was thinking about some of the, the things we talked about, about um, automation, workflows, yeah, or uh, the stuff sort of related to addictions, you know, how to, like, how to manage notifications and social media, like how to put things together on an iOS device, for example, so that you don't get crazy and you, you just you reap the benefits of social media without uh, being a slave to it, right? And and things like that, I feel like, have potential to be very shareable. And a lot of people, maybe, if if I, I do a good job, if I'm lucky, it could get picked up by a relatively a lot of people, which would not happen with this podcast, not today. So it's very difficult for me to just say no. I'm just, I'm just not... I decided I'm not going to do it. But then I know... It's very difficult for me to actually do it. I always find like a wall that stops me from doing it. And I don't know if it's worth the struggle to to, to try and push through it and publish things, at least sometimes, or just uh, give up and say, well, you know, it's good, but I don't really have to do it. I have a podcast. What do you think? So um, instead of telling you what to do or giving you advice, uh, I'll... I'll uh, what I wanted to do is go with you through my thought process about my blog. So maybe some of it will help you. So I have my website, slewinski.com, and this is my personal website with uh, my blog. And at some point, I wanted to really convert it into like this personal brand, right? So uh, Michael Slewinski, I have this very catchy, you know, last name, everybody. Hmm very quickly um, remembers it uh, and um, and I wanted to do it like a personal brand kind of thing like Michael Hyatt for example michaelhyatt.com here's Lewinsky.com right and I even have a like kind of newsletter there 
and uh, and I had whole, the whole this whole idea mapped out how I'm gonna you know blog there, um, how often I'm gonna blog there, when I'm gonna send a newsletter, and all these all these things. And last year I was reviewing this strategy, and I realized that, as you said, I don't have enough bandwidth to do it because I'm very busy running Nosby. And I really love my job. It's you know, it's not like a chore or anything like that. I really love it. So I realized I have to kill my um, darlings. You know, don't don't do things which which are you know nice but not essential. So I was contemplating killing off my blog completely, um, and uh, just the same way that you were doing it and uh, just contributing to Nosby blog. And I did some of it. So, for example, right now, whenever I tell people to, to, to learn more about me, I tell them to go to nosby.com slash Michael. Because this is, and this is my, you know, ID card, my digital ID card. Because um, it's related to Nosby, because this is what I do. And over there, there are links to my personal blog, to the podcast, and to all these places, and links to my recent blog posts on the Nosby blog. So, it's all there. And then I realized I want to contribute more to the Nosby blog. So whenever I feel like writing about productivity, writing about something, you know, this related, I'm going to con contribute to the Nosby blog instead of to my personal blog, because I have a bigger audience on the Nosby blog. And, um, and it makes more sense for me as the CEO and as the face of the company to be contributing more there. But then I realized that I still need just for my own sake, the, my personal blog. And not because to, to, to create this brand, but I treat my blog now more as a journal, journal of things I'm doing, right? So I repost the, the podcast episodes um, uh, and, and I every now and then I write something uh, original just for this blog, just something that wouldn't make sense on nosby.com blog because, you know, it's not Nosby related. Um, just the other day, I was complaining about Polish football team or something like that. But I felt like publishing about it. I felt like writing about it and and Why? telling. Hmm? Why? Because I was really emotional about it. And I wanted to capture that emotion. And I wanted to to, to also explain why I was emotional. Um, and, and yeah, another argument. By writing about it, I was... Um, I managed to, to understand why I'm emotional about it. You know, for me, writing is kind of therapeutic uh, in this way that, you know, I, I start writing and then I'm, I'm just, and I have to think about it and I have to think how I'm going to write it and people are going to read it. So um, the thought process... Uh, no, um, I, I know that's, that, mm -hmm. that, that's journaling. Writing is very therapeutic for me. I, I, exactly. I do a lot of journaling, but it's very different when you're doing it for yourself because it's rough. Like you don't reread it ever. It's very different yes. from writing to publish. Exactly. So, no, Sliwinski.com, so my personal blog, is kind of my public journal. So the public version of my journal. So I, like, this, is how I, this is how I see it. It's, it's not, I, it's not I, I write more for my pri private journal, and this never goes out. And as, I, as, as you said, I'm actually never going to read it anymore. But some of the things I want to share, and I want to, as, as, as I said, I want to share. And, and the timelessness also of this um, is pretty important. Right? Like every now and then I get the same question. 
and then I just gonna I just link it I just you know share uh, the, the blog post that I that I um, that I wrote like years ago. So like about iPad only, about iPad apps, about things I, I like, about my triathlons or about you know things I'm passionate about. So actually, I think of my personal blog as my journal, but for people. Like so something I will want to share for some reason. And and then I have my personal journal, which I never share. And then I have the nosby.com blog where I write longer articles on productivity. Do you think, do a lot of people actually read that? Do they care? I don't know. I don't care that much. I want to write it for myself. But uh, and, and in case somebody asks, I want to have a place to point them to. That's it. Yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, opened your website in a long time. The, <laughs> the 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 blog posts for uh, reposting the podcast are, are kind of funny. Like they're uh, totally uh, templated, and you make a um, a picture to it, which is <laughs> like a screenshot of a tweet and like some scribbles. So lame, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but in the three D three D printing, I took a picture of you and then put it there. <laughs> even more lame yeah i know because like who wants to see my face yeah Blurred but um face. before that i would embed our youtube videos but uh, it's no longer yeah, yeah, yeah i see that so you posted there and you don't care if anyone cares no no it's it's D- doesn't it feel like work though like still do, do you, doesn't it feel like you're putting work and time and effort and love into something that creates, you don't know if it creates any results and you don't even care. Because that's my problem, that when I record a podcast with you, like, it's it's, it's joy. It, it's, it, it doesn't feel like work. And I don't, I don't care if people like it or not. I mean, of course I care to, to some extent. Like, I want to make something that's interesting to, to listen to, but it's not, it's not like specifically edited and scripted to be perfect because it's conversation right um but but for me to to like write to publish right uh, different from like writing just just as a journal it, it what 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 stops me is that it just feels like like work and if i feel like it doesn't have it doesn't give me good results then I sort of lose motivation because I don't want to spend extra time and effort that I could put into something more useful. Yeah, it it it, it does feel like it a little bit. You're right. But I think it's the question of do you really need it, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. and in my case, I do need it. I, I still need my, my, my personal blog. I, I don't know right. why. I just really need it. And um, maybe it's, you know, crazy, but like... You know, some of my blog posts, like <laughs> I'm still amazed. Like the my slow carb diet blog post is, is one of the top posts of all time on the internet about slow carb diet. It's 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 in the top ten or something. So very yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's it's crazy. You know, I wrote once on the slow carb diet, and again I wrote it for myself also, like with instructions. You know what I want, what I'm eating. You know, I wrote it really detailed because I wanted the instruction for myself anyway. And I wanted to, to have it accessible from anywhere. Like, you know, <laughs> I, very often when people ask me a question or I want to answer, and I remember I wrote about it, I'm just going to, I'm just putting my name and the question. I get the result and I get the blog post, right? Which, which I wrote like years ago. So, so that's why I need it. You know, 
that like, for me, like for example, the slow carb diet um, uh, blog post was example an example of just having, yeah, having several questions from people and relatives. How do you mm-hmm. do this diet? And what I realized uh-huh. is that I didn't have really one place to to to, to guide them to. So I just wrote the freaking blog post. And I th- yeah, that that that's different. Uh, if you get questions from someone, then you know, um, creating something, pu- publishing something. Then this like, scales. If, if, if you're going to to explain something to three or five people that are asking you anyway, you might as well write it up, right? And exactly. Be done with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, so so the, the, this is a, a, different, a different use case, but still a, a, use, case, a use case anyway. Uh, I think two or three weeks ago, I, I, I decided to just review my my site and I edited it. I edited my bio a little bit. I, I changed a few things and I really liked it. I really liked it. I did it, you know, and um, let's see if I'm going to post more or or, or, or not. Uh, but I just, I'm not, like, in my case, I'm just happy that I have this private, I mean, private public journal, like, you know, this place where I just, when I want to write something up, I can do it. And um, and uh, it it works for me. It it does work for me. Uh, I'm still considering if I should really republish our podcast episodes because you know this right. is just uh, I've been doing this because I've been doing this and uh, as a, also again as a history of, of our conversations. Um, but uh, I'll I'll see if I'll, I'm I'm going to keep doing that. Um, as you mentioned, they're lame and and and, and templated. <laughs> um, uh, but on the other hand. Uh, this kind of keeps the momentum going. Of there's always something happening on this blog, so I might, you know, at some point publish some something else. Right, but have, you, you you just said yourself, you don't care if people read it or care about yeah. it. So momentum is meaningless. No momentum for sense. me. Momentum for me to ah, be okay. publishing. So there, there, there's a habit to to keep doing. Exactly, exactly. Momentum mm. for me, not for anyone else. For me, um, because I am also. Uh, kind of a writer. I mean, I've written a few books and and I want to write finally at some point the No Office book. Um, and uh, and also I need that muscle to be writing. Um, for example, I'm writing for iMagazine, so this uh, lifestyle magazine here in Poland. And uh, whenever, uh, and, and every month I have to deliver an article for them. They don't pay me for that. We just have this gentleman agreement that I'm going to do it. And uh, sometimes they have to really force me because <laughs> I, <laughs> I I just forgot and I not forgot about it, but I just had was so busy that I didn't have didn't make time to write something which would you know not embarrass me. But um, uh, but for example, this cadence of writing that and then publishing it there and then po- posting it also on the Nosby blog and then translating it into into English and putting it in English also creates like a cadence of of of, of writing and. And in my case, I like the cadence of writing. And uh, you know, my ten steps book in Polish uh, was, um, uh, you know, has been you know s- not sold, but mine sold and given in you know thousands. And uh, and I know that it it, it brought results. People are um, uh, people have said it to me many 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 times. Uh, so. I want to be able to make impact with words, but to do that, I have to have to have, to have a cadence of writing. And for me, this is—I mean, I do it with journal. I do—I I journal in English as well. So to like this way, I practice. I—I uh, uh, I could not journal in any other language. 
exactly it's, so it's, um, uh, my it doesn't compute for me english is so natural for expressing thoughts and feelings uh, in a way that polish is not polish is not polished enough <laughs> <laughs> no it's too polished it's too exactly fancy. it's too fancy so anyway uh, i journal in english i, I journal on, on my slivinski.com website in english and i write uh, blog posts usually in english for nosby blog apart from this these one articles for iMagazine which I have to write in Polish, which is always challenging. <laughs> um, oh yes. So, so yeah, so as you can see, you know, this way I flex my writing muscle. I have a way to journal publicly. And, uh, but I really, as you said, I really don't care about the results of the Slewinski.com website. I don't care about it. I, I'm not measuring it. I'm not even looking at the stats anymore. It's just, I just do it because I need it, not because anyone else needs it. So uh, I guess my, my problem here is because it feels like a chore, because it feels like, like work, I can't just do it um, just because and not care about the results. Um, so I, I accept it. I, I'm not going to do it regularly. I'm sure if I did do it regularly, then it would be easier because it would be a habit, but it would take a lot of time, a time that I'm not willing um, to, you know, I'm not willing to give up on anything else to, to get enough time to uh, to write, especially that being the perfectionist I, I am, I, I can't just whip out a, a draft and, and publish it and call it a, a day. For me, it has to be good or I'm not going to publish it. If it's written words, like I, I you know, I, I I just I can't allow myself to to publish something I'm I'm not proud of. It's it, it feels ugly and dirty uh, to me. So um, I could do it, but not not regularly. Like from time from time to time. And really, like in a grand scheme of things, publishing like even one or two posts a year would not not be a, a huge challenge, right? Like in, in in theory, like it's not a lot. It's not like po posting every week or even every two weeks. It's a uh, it's an event. But then on the other hand, I have this um, this emotional problem, I, I, I guess, totally irrational, uh, which is that because I'm not I'm not on like weekly publishing train, because I'm not used to publishing written words on my uh, blog anymore, and I published the first thing in two years, and then because I, I'm not going to just whip it out, but... I do care about the results, and if I'm going to write it, I'm, I'm going to write it because I want it to have some sort of impact. It feels even more like work, and I, yeah. I, f I feel like I feel unnecessary resistance to to doing it. But I wonder, is, is it worth it? Like, is it is it worth it to do it at least once or, or twice a year just to first of all keep the uh, keep the skill sharp? Well, maybe not sharp, but like not not let it. Uh, the the skill and and the habit dole itself out over time because I I don't write to publish, um, or is it worth it to do from time to time uh, just to stay in the way like part of a, a community uh, on the internet to publish things and should I like if I'm going to to publish should I really care ab about the result should I just do it just because it's good for me, like a, a good habit to, to do it even very rarely, occasionally, but, but do it or, or, or should I, like if, if I'm, if I'm going to write it, should I do my best to actually do a good job and do a good job with 
marketing sort of to to try to reach the right people on on the internet to to try to uh, spread it as far as I can. So. I think um, you're stressing about stressing too much about the 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 quantity of your audience. I mean, the the size of your audience. I think uh, in, in your field, you're a, like, you're already a very a very respected you know iOS and and Mac developer, uh, and and uh, well, and with uh, whenever we go to WWDC, people know you and you know them, and you are part of the community, and. Being a part of community uh, means, you know, giving back. So, um, in in your case, I would be tempted to write every, you know, as you said, you know, once, twice a year, maybe three times a year, you know, depending. Especially if there is a subject in your field which really is, you know, resonating resonating with you right now. So you capture that moment, you know, you really do it, and then you pull it through to really. Um, uh, publish it and then announce it on your Twitter account and then maybe contact a few people that you know you know would 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 like it and that's it and and w- with that uh, you have and, and you can always refer to this article whenever you are you know chatting with people on the internet about this software problem or programming problem this way you have a basis for a discussion you know which you can always chime right. in. Um, and normally you wouldn't, because in a tweet you wouldn't be able to respond with just you know even 280 characters. And this way you can say, yeah, yeah, I I I I blogged about it, and it was this problem with this and this and that. And just check it, like you know, it's and then and then just link, and that's it. So this way, this way, I think um, first of all, you would keep your skills uh, skill set uh, sharp, uh, and second, uh, people. People who are respecting you in your circles, in your you know developer circles, would uh, would you know get to know you a little bit better and would um, would see that you know you practice what you preach, right? Like you you, right. you and and for me, if I would narrow this impact like that, not to focus on really reaching big audiences of thousands of developers, but really. Reaching people that you know, you know, and and then that you get to know um, uh, through events, through conferences, and through um, uh, you know, through through things that you do. So, really, in your case, it's not about the size of the audience; it's more about the impact on the key people there. So, if the key people read your article, this is good, you know. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm thinking about the other case, which is what I was thinking about. Like, I never. Mostly only published, um, aside from book notes, I only really published programming stuff on my blog. But I was thinking about a few topics that we did on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if it's worth publishing oh, yeah. that, because like like here, for example, like with automation or the the whole dictions, notifications, settings, whatever stuff. Um, the like we know that the audience of the podcast are interested in that, but. I'm not sure how much the audience I have on Twitter and my, and my blog are going to care about that. Like, I, if I'm going to do the work to write it up and publish it, like, I don't want to just like uh, whip it out and have it be read by by five people and affect the behavior of one person because like it makes no sense. Like, I already talked about it. If I'm going to write it in in, in blog form, I would want to do it for it to be spreadable 
and shareable. But why don't you just write it on the Nosby blog? Ah. Because this is productivity related and we have more audience there. So, and we have, I mean, and we are pumping marketing dollars and marketing ideas to, to, to spread the words. So, um, you know, you always have that. I never thought of that, to be honest. Exactly. I, have, I haven't published on the Nosby blog in a long time. But, but you uh, have, when, in the past, these, these were very good blog posts and very, very useful ones. No, I think I only posted about uh, iOS updates. Or, yeah, but, I? but I think you wrote more about it, not just, you know, basic mm. stuff. But think about that, because, you know, you have the other platform. Like three days ago, uh, my sister was like, I've seen the, the, the video of you in, in Ustron. Did, did you have a chance to play with that drone? I was like, what? What are we talking about? Where did you see that? <laughs> like it just, oh man, it reaches everybody. Like all of my family and my, uh, my, my, my friends, like you, you're, you're pumping the, the Facebook marketing dollars and it reaches everybody. <laughs> you see? So, so, so this is uh, your like your chance to really you know post an audience, and then you can just link it up from your blog in case somebody is interested or something, or you know, or even not, or but, repost it, or repost it or something exactly, or repost it. But but then you know you have another blog. So think about that, because really yeah, you know the, these topics like iOS automation, you know workflows, all these things, these are things that Nosby users are interested in, and. Because it's a Nosby blog, I could take advantage of um, extra resources, as in I could um, outline the blog post, ask someone else to uh, expand the, uh, the text based on my outline, and then I could do the exactly. editing and then post it as co-authored. Yes. And that would be a lot less... It would feel a lot less like work and a chore for me. And you can do it on, on, on in work time because it's for the Nosby blog post. So True. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so we've <laughs> we've solved that mystery now. But yeah, but as, I, I as think you, we but, did. But as you can see, the same thing worked for me. I also when I have wanna craft a, a productivity related blog post. I no longer post it on or, or repost it on 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 my site. For example, uh, I tend to write. Uh, I, I tend to write. I used to write longer blog posts on nooffice.org blog, which I did on Medium just as an experiment. And I want to keep doing that, but then I repost on the Nosby blog, not on Slivinski.com, because Nosby blog is where the audience is for our No Office lifestyle, and our No Office lifestyle is something we communicate anyway as Nosby. So. So it all makes perfect sense for me to reach the audience there and and not on my journally, personally blog post and blog platform. Right. But, uh, and as for the the programming related stuff, I'm thinking, so I, I used to post a lot of stuff about Swift and I suppose I, I, now, I now realize I, I lost a lot of interest in that because it... Um, ceased to be as central to my work, my work work as it used to be yes. in the past. And so even though I had ideas, I had things I wanted to share, things I wanted to preach, um, I didn't care about it that much because like, yeah, I've done it. I've taken conclusions from that experience and now there's something I could share 
but I already moved past this, so I, I didn't mm-hmm. have the the impulse to uh, to write it. That's a, that's also why I, I gave up um, control over two uh, well one um, a popular open source library that that I made, and I just I gave it to be main, maintained by someone else because I I, I, I no longer care. Like mm-hmm. I, I do care, but not enough to, to to put in the work because it doesn't have impact on my work, and I I don't need to make changes to it and improve it and work on it right uh, on company time to uh, to make my work results better. Mm-hmm. But now with um, hashtag secret project, which I think we can start to call Project Purple publicly. Yeah, and and let let people wonder what that means. Uh, okay. First rule of Project Purple: Do not talk about Project Purple. Exactly. Uh, look it up. And so uh, now with Project Purple uh, progressing, I will have a lot of stuff to to publish uh, in terms of open source, and I'm working on it. And I will be on a conference in Wrocław in the beginning of September, and I will talk about a an open source library that. I and the team have developed for Project Purple and we'll publish just before the conference and I will talk about that. And there's going to be more. That, that, that will be the, the first published element, but there's going to be a lot more actually. Uh, I, I think heard. because there's there's a ton of sound we ju- just have to invent, I guess. That's material to, to write about. Oh yes, and completely. It's not necessarily going to, like my, my audience in iOS developer commun- community are not going necessarily to care that much because it's mostly JavaScript stuff, uh, but it does open me up to a new community of people who do care and exactly. for whom this will be useful stuff and that will be able to learn from from my experiences and and um, take advantage of, of my work. Yeah, completely. I mean, especially... Well, I know what you're working on, and I, I've I've been talking to um, to you and to to Martin, our uh, tech lead, uh, and yeah, we will have uh, things to to share. I mean, you will have things to share that that that, that, that you know we're we're uh, using and we're doing. So yeah, it will be you know as he said, new community, new people who are who will be potentially interested in that. So I think, yeah, I think you should definitely um, focus on that. And uh, this way, you know, you have a platform to share your productivity hacks and productivity advice, and then you have mm-hmm. a platform to share your really programming-specific um, uh, advice. All right. I'm satisfied with that answer. That I'm satisfied that... with this podcast episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you had a tip, a, 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 a book thing. Do you want to? share yes i do uh i i think i forgot to mention that on like three episodes straight so (laughs) i want to recommend a book that i also want you michael to read and i don't we'll discuss it in uh more detail though maybe we will later um in some later episode but I, i i want to recommend the book merchants of doubt how a handful of scientists obscure the truth on issues from tobacco smoke to global warming by Eric Conway and Naomi Oreskes. And it's a pretty long book, very in-depth, super fascinating. And it 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 does exactly what it says on the tin. It, it's a it's a very quite impressive um, piece of uh, work in history of science. 
and it really shows the the the, the tactics, the strategies used by by people, you know, PR people, often uh, big companies, uh, by employing the use of people who have scientific credentials to to spread uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt about stuff that matters. And it happened over and over with things that everybody have now accepted as obvious truth, like the fact that, hey, tobacco is really bad for you and might kill you because it's very highly linked to, um, to lung cancer, right? Lung cancer. I mean, obvious. <laughs> obvious for us now, have been obvious to a lot of uh, people before it became truly widely accepted because of this work of obscuring uh, the truth. And then happened again and again in many issues, and it's still happening. Uh, it's very difficult for me to to understand why after so many decades of it being a, you know, there being a scientific consensus about it, why the truth about um, global warming uh, or climate change is still not widely accepted by the general public. And the general public still thinks that there is doubt about the reality of it. Whereas there is not. There are just a lot of thoughts spread around by people who would rather not it be a reality. Yeah, we have the whole fake news industry right now. Yes, and... Uh, there used to be that before the phrase fake news uh, uh, was used. Actually, there, there was a really fascinating uh, bit of history from decades ago, how a group of those uh, merchants of doubt employed the phrase junk science uh, to discredit real science, whereas what they were preaching was junk science, which is what happened with fake news. It's used to discredit fake news, and then it was used by people employing fake news to call fake news the things that are not fake news. It's really amazing how history repeats itself. And so, yeah, Merchants of Doubt. I have the book already downloaded right now, so um, I'm going to check it out. 